Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 50. And today we're talking about how you can initiate conversations that have people wanting to buy. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and I work with thought leaders and experts to help them double their income, their freedom, and their impact to create a business and a life they love. From my business background of 25 years, I've learned there are three key areas to growing a successful business, your mindset, your talents, and the people you surround yourself with. Here in the Business Lab, we'll interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they have used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your host for your Monday edition, Samantha Riley, and I'm looking forward to hanging out with you here in your earbuds today. I hope you had a great weekend. I certainly did. I hung out with my daughter and we went on a road trip. We're on our way back from Byron Bay. We had a great week. Big shout out to everyone there that's listening that may be in Byron Bay. You guys have seriously got the best food in the world. Oh my goodness, I'm coming home needing to go on a diet because I've eaten my way through the town. Amazing. I was able to do that because I've set myself up to have a business that can work wherever I am with an internet connection, which is fantastic. So my daughter rang me and said, hey, mom, on the weekend, do you want to go on a road trip? So that's fantastic. Maybe you really uh, would like to set up or have a business where you can do that too, where you can have the freedom to work wherever you want. If you do, I've put together a free download called the Freedom Business Matrix, which has nine strategies that I've personally used over the last few years in my business to be able to create more leverage, which means that I can bring in more income in a leveraged way so that I've got more freedom and also so that I can make a bigger impact. So if you'd like a copy of that, just head to samanthariley.global forward slash freedom and download yourself a free copy. But let's jump into today's episode. Today, I'm interviewing Cody Butler, and we're talking about initiating conversations that have people wanting to buy. This is for you if you've ever walked into a networking event and you've been really confused about telling people what it is you do or you've struggled to articulate what it is you do and have people understand you. So I'm chatting today with Cody about how you can have those conversations so that people understand what it is that you do and then go on to want to buy. So without further ado, let's welcome today's expert into the business lab, Cody Butler. 
Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I'm super excited because today joining me in the Business Lab is Cody Butler from CodyButler.com. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you having me on your show. You. I'm looking forward to it. We connected last week after having a little yes. chat on, I can't even remember, maybe LinkedIn, some Facebook. social media. Facebook, Facebook. there you go. <laughs> and uh, we ended up having a really good conversation and decided that we probably should have actually recorded our conversation almost. But here we are back today and we're going to talk about some really great things about explaining exactly what you do and the benefits to that, initiating conversations, all sorts of really cool things. But before we get into it, I'd love you to share with us what exactly it is that you do in your business and the kinds of people that you work with? I would define myself as a sales and marketing expert, specifically focused on the lead generation aspect of the entire process. Obviously, you've got different elements of the sales process, so I really focus heavily on helping people with that initial outreach, making the initial contact with the prospect and, and starting the relationship out in the right way to where it makes it much, much easier for, for that lead to turn into a sale down the road. So I work with coaches, consultants, a lot of digital marketing agencies. I've helped, I think, 1,300 digital marketing agencies last year and focused. Yeah, that's a lot. Helping them actually deliver better results to the clients that they have that they're serving. Also got some big corporate clients. I've been consulting with some of the biggest corporations in the world, actually, which is going really well. So quite a large array of clients there, but really the, the coaches, consultants, marketing agencies, that, that's who I love to serve because that's who I am. That's what I am. I'm a coach. I'm a consultant. I'm a marketer. So I kind of get those people. Yeah, nice. Awesome. How did you get into it? Is this what you've been doing all your life or is there, is no, there one of those no. bounce around journeys that most of us have been on? <laughs> Necessity you- is the mother of invention. Oh, I'd love to hear this story. So I'll give you the abridged version because it's quite long. So basically I, in 2000, I think it was 2007, I went through some personal trauma prior to that and uh, I went on a, a journey to rediscover myself and to make myself whole again and, and felt like I really accomplished that. I wanted to, part of that journey was to, share the experience with other people and help other people that were in a similar situation. So I built a life coaching website and started a life coaching business. I had no money at the time. I was completely broke. So I actually had to learn SEO to promote that business. Uh-huh. So I ended up getting a lot of traffic to that particular website. The, the, the business was a dismal failure. It's like I had no real marketing skills and I had no... Lots had of no, traffic though. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was getting a lot of traffic, exactly. But I, you know, I had no real concept of how to monetize my passion at that time. So I ended up helping a lot of people. I ended up getting a lot of traffic, but I really didn't make any money. So fast forward a little bit. Uh, my wife, this was in the UK. My wife, or well, my girlfriend at the time is Australian. She was in the UK. Her visa expired and we wanted to get married. The only way we could stay together was to get married. And we applied for a marriage visa and the Australian government turned me down. They said, oh, no way. Money. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I've been, been pursuing this life coaching dream and it was just, it was fruitful in terms of fulfillment, but it was fruitless in terms of finances. So I, I literally, yeah, right. I think this was 2009. I literally made $9,000 in 2009. Uh-huh. They just said, no way, you're not coming to Australia on, on nine grand. Not yeah. happening. Yeah. So uh, I had to get a job. So I had a Google best paying jobs of 2009 and SEO came up on one, one list and I did it again and it came up on the top 10 of another list. So I literally started Googling SEO jobs and uh, I found a, a, an agency that was local to me that was hiring. I thought, well, I, I can go talk to them. I've SEOed my own website. I'll use that as the case study. So uh-huh. that got the job. 
believe it or not. That's awesome. <laughs> Unbelievable. Got the job. And then I realized, well, I see how much money that they were charging their clients. And I was like, well, I'm doing all the work. I'm the one getting them the results. So I'm like, I'm going to start my own marketing agency. Uh-huh. So I went out, started my own marketing agency. So I was with the company for about six months. So in 2009, I think I made $9,000. In 2011, I made almost 200000 with my own wow. agency. Big turnaround there. But I realized, you know, it's like, the reason I was able to turn my finances around because there was just so much demand in the marketplace for those. There was such a need for the lead gen. There was such a need for client acquisition, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, if you want to you know, build a big business, then focus on a big problem. Kind of became my passion, my obsession. <laughs> yeah. And as entrepreneurs, that's what we have to do. We have to focus exactly. on what is the problem that we can solve and is it big enough for people to want to hand over their hard-earned dollars for it. That's cool. One of the things that apart from congratulations that obviously worked out because you called her your wife (laughs) and you're speaking to me in Australia. So your two little ones, isn't that beautiful? A happy ending to that story. That is a happy ending. One of the things that I took out of that was the fact that you built your life coaching business. You did have all the traffic going to your website and you still couldn't make it work. The reason I bring this up is because I hear this all the time. A lot of people that reach out to me will say, Sam, we need to learn about Facebook ads. We need to learn Google ads. We need to learn SEO. We need to learn dirt, dirt, dirt. insert whatever marketing thing here. And, you know, when we dive deep into it, the message that they're trying to share or the product that they've got and they're unable to explain what it is, is actually the problem. So driving more traffic to their site is not going to get them any more money or any more leads. And in actual fact, at that point, it's just throwing money down the toilet. And that's what we're going to talk about today is how to make sure that the foundations are in place so that when you put your advertising or your marketing machine on, that dollars come out. Because, you know, one of the things that we were talking about before we press record was the amount that we put into our marketing, as long as we're getting double that back, it doesn't, the the amount that you're putting in is irrespective. It doesn't matter where we're putting. Yeah, we could put in $10, get out 20. We could put in 100, get out 200, put in a million, get out 2 million. It doesn't matter. But until we get to that point where that's happening, then it is a dead cost, really. Absolutely. You obviously see this a lot too. Can you give us some of the things that you see out in the marketplace? And I know we were having a chat the other day about this when you're going to a networking event or when you meet someone or whether you see just ask them online what they do. What are some of the problems that you see? So the biggest problem, and this is literally like across the board with everybody from major corporations that I've worked with down to like like little guys like myself, is like people don't actually know what they do. They don't. They know the process and they know the buzzwords and they, you know, they know kind of inside sort of what they do, but they don't actually know. They, they talk in terms of process as, as opposed to in terms of transformation. So they know how to do the job, but they don't know yes. how to explain to someone else what they do. Yes. Yeah, so we're all in the business of transformation. As entrepreneurs, that is the outcome that we provide, transformation. Mm-hmm. We don't provide business systems. We don't provide marketing training. We don't provide life coaching it's like why, why would somebody want life coaching because they want to see transformation in their marriage they want to see mm-hmm. transformation in their health they want to see transformation in their relationships with their children a life coach is in the business of providing transformation they're not in the business of life coaching until you understand what you are and what you do it's very difficult for you to communicate that transformation nobody wants a life coach they want transformation yeah nobody wants a marketing specialist they want financial freedom that's what they want. That's the transformation. So somebody that's in the job right now that still has the job, 
they don't want somebody to come along and show them necessarily how to build a sales funnel because they don't know that they need a sales funnel. Yeah, they don't <laughs> even know at that point what it is. <laughs> exactly right. So a lot of people, they'll, they'll try to sell them the process and the person does not even understand that they need the process. So it's like, you know, I'll give you a great example. I had a friend for years. He kept on telling me like, I, I don't even remember, but he was talking to me in terms of buzzwords. He's like, you know, I'm Scrum certified and you need this. I'm this buzzword certified and I can help you with this aspect of your business. And I was just like, every time I went around his house, he was like, I, you know, you really should have me help you with this. The years this went on. I went around his house one day and I, he, goes, he goes, what's going on, Cody? I said, oh, I'm so happy. He's like, well, I said, I've got my email sorted out. I've got like 10 different email addresses, you know, like support, info app, sales app, personal info, like dozens of email addresses, plus a bunch of like, you know, three different brands and stuff like that, like dozens of it. And uh, I said, I finally centralized it and it all comes to one email address. And he's like, I've been telling you for years, I can do that for you. I'm like, no, you haven't. <laughs> yeah. No, you haven't. This I'm like, you perfect example yeah i'm um, like for goodness sake i'm like you're my friend i would have you know i paid this guy a lot of money to sort this out for me he's like he came to me and said hey you know i bet your emails are driving you crazy aren't they i said yeah absolutely and he goes well what about if you could just have one email and all your emails went to it and then you could respond to all of all of those different emails from just one place i was like hallelujah praise the lord i've seen the light you know <laughs> Where, do, where? Where do I pay? And, and how do I give you my credit card number? <laughs> because he was speaking in terms of transformation. That was transformation to my business well-being at the time. That was transformational yeah. to my business. Yeah, Whereas yeah. my friend was like, we can implement this system into your business. I'm like, I don't want more systems. I already have complexity. Complexity is what I'm trying to get away from. And you're just talking complexity as far as all I can hear. Yes. And people do get caught up in the buzzwords or they get caught up in the titles of whatever organization or methodology that, that we're in. I remember mm -hmm. back when I was personal training and I was a certified check practitioner and there was lots of people in our gym that were. And I remember at the time they were all saying, oh, you know, we're a check practitioner, we're a check practitioner. And that was what they would use to tell other people. And they were either using it, you know, for SEO and marketing. And it was something that I always said, well, hang on a minute. When I walked into the gym, I was a personal trainer and I didn't even know what it was. So I never, ever said that. I said, you know, I help busy people to get on top of their health and wellness, blah, 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 exactly. outcome driven. And uh, people didn't care whether I was check trained or not. They no. just want the outcome. They just wanted to be in control of their life, of their nutrition, exactly. of their health, of their whatever. Um, so that it can be a problem talking about, you know, using these buzzwords. Well, a great, a great example with that would be like, a personal trainer. I mean, if you said to, you know, a woman of a certain age, you know, would you like your husband to look at you like you're 22 again? That's a great intro to a personal training service. <laughs> as, as opposed to, <laughs> the answer to that is categorically, yes, I would. Great. So it's like, well, now we've created a framework for a conversation, right? Yeah. P.S. If there's any personal trainers listening that can make me look 22 again, just <laughs> call me. <laughs> 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 awesome. So what's a really good starting point? Because I think that when most people hear this, it makes sense to them and they understand it and they go, yep, I get what you're talking about. And then the other problem that I see, and I'm sure you see this too, is the next point of actually transferring yeah. that over to what it is that you do. And this is yeah. something that I help my clients with as well. Yeah. And I still struggle doing this with myself. So I would love you to share what is the, the first thing that we can do to help ourselves move out of this. I'm a life coach or I'm a personal trainer or I'm yeah. an accountant. 
into being transformation driven? So the first thing you want to do is you want, I call it the so what test. Yep. I'm going to trademark that because I do believe I think that was me that came up with that. So, yeah, I call it nice. the so anytime you say something or you write something down or you put something on your website or whatever, it's like, can it be responded to with so what? That's awesome. So I'm, I'm a personal trainer. So what? I'm a life coach. So what? I help people overcome eating disorders. So what? If your sentence can be responded to by the prospect with so what, it's a horrible statement that needs to go. I get <laughs> You can say what you do to the person and they say so what, if, they have the, if you've left the sentence in such a way that they can respond to it, so what, you have not, you've done yourself no favors at all. Nice. So a good example would be like, I'm a life coach versus I help people transform their lives. Is that something you'd be interested in? So by adding, is that something you'd be interested in? The mind has to respond to that with a yes or no. Yeah. Okay. So I like that. So what you're doing is adding a question on to the end of yes. the statement. So you want to open a loop in the prospect's mind. So I'm a, I'm a life coach. You have opened no loop. The person can go, so what? And go on. So it's like, would you like to hire me, Sam? That's created it's either a yes or a no or a sure or it's something that can be explored. It's but, not something that I can shut yes. down. But what it's done psychologically, it's opened a loop in your mind that has to be resolved. The mind cannot not resolve that issue. You have to say yes or no. Now, if you say yes, you've now engaged in the conversation. If you say no, then that's fine because you weren't going to do what I want you to do anyway, right? Yeah, so yeah. E either way, like the best thing a salesperson can hear is yes. The second best thing is no. <laughs> well, in actual fact, I think that no is just as powerful because if you're on a call with someone and you hear a no really quickly, it's cool, you thing. can move on. It actually hasn't yeah. held up your day. Yeah. You haven't had to spend an hour going in circles with someone that was never going to be yes anyway. That's exactly right. So that would be the first thing is like any time you put any collateral out there, <clears throat> any kind of message in, anything, does it pass the so what test? If it doesn't, then it's bad. If it does, it doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. So the second thing is like, you want to ask a question, you know the answer to. Uh-huh. Like for me, I know everybody wants more clients. If I could show you how to get more clients, is that something you'd be interested in? That's a great question because I know the answer is yes, which then gives me permission to go into the next part of the, the copy or the sales pitch or whatever. Mm -hmm. So yeah. this is where you need to be really, really aware and have a deep understanding of your ideal client. Of course. I mean, that, that's... Without knowing who you're speaking to, you know, give it up and go home. Yeah. Well, you say it's a given. I, I saw that almost come out then as we were chatting. Well, but it's, it's not amazing. a given, I know. But yeah, it is amazing how many people think they know in their head, but then when they try to articulate it, they realize, oh man, I actually don't know who exactly yeah. is I'm speaking to. Or when I say, so tell me who your ideal client is. And everyone, 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 everyone. <laughs> and you're broke. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> if your ideal client is everyone or your ideal client is yeah. anyone, that's a big red light. Oh, stop what you're doing right now and go and go back and reevaluate who that ideal client is. Exactly. Well, like, you know, I, I tell my wife all the time, I say, in our relationship, concrete language is our friend. Abstraction is the enemy. Yep. And it's exactly the same in marketing. It's like, you know, concrete, a concrete avatar. Because at the end of the day, you have to get the person's interest like that. And the way that you get the person's interest, that's all you've got, literally a split second, whether you're yes. in a networking meeting or on a call like this or a Facebook message or paid ad. You have to know what their biggest pain point is and you have to know what transformation they're looking for away from that pain point. Mm -hmm. For example, if I'm, if I'm a life coach, like saying that 
you know, I, I can do spiritual coaching, I can do relationship coaching, I can do health coaching. I can, there's a number of areas I can yes. coach in, but it's like, if, you, if I just go up to you and say, hey, uh, you wouldn't happen to have some spiritual issues or maybe you've got some health issues or if you've got some personal problems, it's like, no, 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 no. It's like, you've got to identify one issue that you know for a fact that they want transformation in and then immediately tell them that you can provide that transformation. Love it. So we're asking a question to get a yes. Yes, which then makes it permission-based marketing. Oh, I like that. If I come up to you at a network meeting and I say, uh, hey, my name's Cody Butler and I do lead gen for yada, 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 yada. I see you're a coach. Is that something? It's like, that's not permission-based. You've not given me any permission at all to pitch myself to you. Yeah. Whereas if I say, hey, my name's Cody Butler. Uh, let me ask you a quick question. Have you got capacity for more, coach more coaching clients in your coaching business? And you go, yeah. I'm like, well, that's what I do. If I could show you how to get more clients, would you be interested? Yes. You have to say yes or no. It's like you've either given me permission or you ended the conversation. Yeah. This happened to me today on LinkedIn, funnily enough. I'd re uh, someone had reached out to me to connect. I connected. They had come without a personal message, so I didn't even know who this person was. Yeah. I connected. I sent her a message. Hey, it's, you know, thanks for connecting. Loved, like, I really like to get to know my LinkedIn connections in real life, like in person, chat with them just like a normal networking event. And I sent her a personal message saying I'd love to catch up. And the message that came back was completely automated or cut and pasted <laughs> by someone. And yeah. it was straight away into, this is what I do. I help people get leads on LinkedIn. Da, 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 da. And, and I just yeah. sent her back a message and went, wow, like just go back. and have, Yeah, you say you do LinkedIn marketing and you just marketed at me without even reading my question. You are not the person I want to work with. Exactly right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that, that's a very good point. I mean, like another, another good test is does your market – marketing start with me or I you know mm -hmm. or we like you know we are the world's best lead I am the world's best lead generator well good for you you know like I like to start the conversation like quick question do you have the capacity for transformation yes. in your life in your business do you have capacity for transformation yes or are you completely transformed out <laughs> <laughs> And, and maybe that's the, the case as well. Um, I know years ago I was taught to, when I read my copy, to always have a look to see if I've said you double the amount of times I've said I or me or we. And I don't know that it's a hard and fast rule that we want to use that double, but it's a really good tester to go through and go, oh, there's a few too many eyes there. Let's get rid of those and change that sentence around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But go, going back to your original question, I mean, the big, big mistake also that I see people make is they're too broad. You have to niche. They're like we're niche marketers. We're not Coca-Cola. We're not, you know, Combank. We can't market to the broad market. We have to, you have to become very, very niche. And I, you know, I, I kind of figured this out in my own experience. The only times that I've hired consultants for vast amounts of money is when I had very specific problems. Yes. And I need those problems solved. So a good example is when I first started offering social media, I had a, a colleague who was trying to get me to, to sell his social marketing services. He's like, look, we can get him great results. We can get clients great results. And so finally I said, okay, look, I can go to my best clients because they trust me and they will buy this. But are we really going to get great results? And he's like, do it. I promise. So I sell this social media marketing to my very best, most trusted clients who pay all of my bills. And 30 days into it, we've delivered no results oh, at no. all. So I was like, I need to fix this problem and I need to fix this problem right now at yes. any cost. Yes, <laughs> really, really fast. <laughs> yeah. At that point, like somebody who was a marketing consultant was of no interest to me. I, need, I wanted somebody who was a B2B social media marketing expert. 
Yes, because they needed to deliver the specific result that was causing you a pain at that exact second. Exactly right. That was the only way I was actually going to hire a consultant. So generality at that point would have have been a complete turnoff because I needed a very specific solution to a very specific problem. Yeah. Well, you mentioned ComBank before. And I think if you look at the ComBank or the Big Four, the Coca-Cola, even Tony Robbins, these brands have been around for a long time now. So they've been around Absolutely. in a time before the internet, you know, they've, they've built their brand over many, many years. But for any of us that are new coming into the marketplace, you know, we really do have to niche because we're, that, we're yeah. not known in that way. And, and, you know, as a complete, for anyone, I don't know if ING is just Australia, but that's a really great example opposite ComBank that ING has come into the marketplace and specifically gone to, you know, your mum and dad investors. They don't do the big loans. And I think until really recently, they didn't even do credit cards, I believe. So, you know, they filled a specific part of the market and they haven't come out trying to be one of the big four. Good example, going back to like personal trainers. I mean, if, if you're a personal trainer that specializes in women, you're going to get better results. If you're a personal trainer that specializes in women between the ages of 40 and 50, you're going to get better results. If you're a personal trainer that specializes in women between the ages of 40 and 50 that have got specific problem areas on their body, you're going to get better results. It's like that you're going to call out to that person like a laser beam and they're going to fall over themselves to work with you. Well, it's, that's actually, that's really interesting because that's not just about the marketing. That also leads to, I know exactly what courses I need to do. I, I know I can delve deep into mastery and like really get to know that avatar and start to learn as much as I can and research as much as I can about getting better results. So I think, you know, it, it's a marketing, great for marketing, but also great for being the best that you can be or being seen as the expert, the thought leader, the, you know, the influential entrepreneur in your space. Well, that, that's the other thing. So if you want to be the best, or if, you, if you want to get paid the best, you have to be the best. Correct. <laughs> that's a big problem I see like with a lot of... <sighs> programs online it's like start this business start that business and it's like you don't need to know anything about that industry no that's that's nonsense it's like if if you want to succeed in a business you have to master you have to put in the time and effort to to master the skills it's like you can't be average and get paid the best it doesn't work like that oh i'm so no wonder we get along so well that's (laughs) something that i talk about all the time you can't just come out and be an expert at something without any skills in it the interesting thing about this is that a lot of the people that I work with that have been doing their expertise for a long time, you know, some of them 20, 30, even 40 years, some of them, uh, they're the ones that say, oh, I still don't know enough because they know so much stuff that they realize that they don't know so much stuff rather than, you know, the PT that comes out of their eight-week course and goes, oh, you know, I'm the best. Well, look, it's like this. I mean, you've got like, you know, hundreds of books behind it. I don't know if you can see or not, but I've got bookshelves here, I've got bookshelves, I've got books everywhere. And whenever I interview somebody for whatever role, my question is like, what book, my first question is, what book are you reading right now? Yeah, yeah. What book are you reading right now? And it's like, or what did you listen to on the car on the way to this interview? I'm like, if you was listening to Toxic by Britney Spears, we're not getting, it's like, I don't want to hit, it's like, that's not (laughs) going to bode very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure where you go, you've probably got learning CDs and learning, you know, stuff like that or you're reading I books. I am a massive podcast and I, I listen to audio yeah. books while I'm training. I listen to podcasts. I, as you can tell, I read a lot. And I, you would, if you ask me what book am I reading, I actually don't read one book at a time. I read about five books at a time. So. That, that, that's the thing. I mean, I think, I think it's Tony Robbins. I could be wrong when he says success. The, the phrase is success leaves clues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, you're, you're relatively successful. I'm relatively successful. Take a look. You know, we're surrounded by books. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, anybody that says, like, you know, I don't want to. Because that, that ultimately is the key. You know, like the key to your success is your own personal development, your own personal growth. You're not going to grow you can't, your business can't become bigger than you. If you're a limited individual, you're going to have a limited business. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. So we were talking about, or we've talked a lot about how to explain what you do. Yeah. One of the other things that I wanted to talk about was initiating conversations. Now, I know that this is something that you talked to me about. When you talked about initiating conversations, did you specifically mean online or in offline situations? It's or exactly is it both? Love it. Exactly the same. Yeah. Human beings are human beings. They, they, they've been the same from Julius Caesar to the Jetsons. We're not going to change. How, you know, we're like psychology is, some, is psychology. Human nature is human nature. And it's like what repulses you in a bar is going to repulse you online. Yeah. What attracts you in a bar is going to attract you online. It's like if, you know, I can't write you a letter and you find it very attractive for what I'm offering and then, you know, post something on a, on a web page and you know, it's like we, we respond to behavior, we respond to messaging, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter whether you're online or offline, the behavior is exactly the same. And that, that's how I like to think of it. Whenever, whenever I'm writing copy or I'm coming up with a sales angle or something like that, I'm like, would this, would this work if I met this person in a, in a shopping line waiting to pay for my groceries at yes. wherever? Yes. So wherever I shop, you know, whatever. It's like, and if it wouldn't, then throw it away. Would this angle work? If I, if I was stood next to somebody in a shopping line and I've got like 30 seconds before they walk off, would they ask for my business card and take it with them? Yeah. Based on this, on this line. And if, if the answer is no, then don't do it. That's a great distinction. So if we've just met someone in the shopping line, let's say that, how soon are we going into exactly what it is we do? Because I think that I'm sometimes torn depending on what day it is when, I, you know, when I'm thinking about this because on one hand we want to explain very quickly what it is we do so we can get that yes or no. And the other side is, well, actually I don't like it when people go straight into a sales. So what can you tell us about this? Immediately is the answer, the, the short <laughs> answer. Actually, okay. You've got to do it. You've got to do like. I, I can approach you in a way, Sam, that's terrible, and I can approach you in a way that's repulsive. Uh-huh. Like our, our first conversation, like our very first communication was like, hey, let's do some business. Yes, it right? was too, wasn't it? Yeah. There was no messing around. It's like, yeah. let's do some business. Yeah. And here we're talking. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and we haven't done any business, but it, it, like you don't get married on the first day either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that, though, I want to clarify that in that do we want to do business, you reached out very much in a – because now I do remember how we met and the conversation that happened online and how it moved offline really quickly. The conversation was around a win-win conversation. It wasn't about a, Sam, this is what I want. That doesn't work. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like I call it selfish benevolence. This is how you want to approach business. Like you want – we're innately selfish as human beings to – Deny that is to deny your very nature as a human being and yes. we're going to struggle. Yes, yes. <laughs> we are innately selfish as human beings. I'm on this call because it can benefit me. Of course. And you're on this call because it can potentially benefit you. But of course. The, self, the, the benevolent part is like, well, actually, we can benefit. Like I can get my needs met without infringing or even meeting your needs simultaneously. 
Correct. So that's the key. It's like one, I recognize that I'm an innately selfish human being and I'm going to act in my self-interest. So how can I do this in a way that actually meets other people's self-interest simultaneously? Yes. So that's the way I look at it. So the, the way you do that is like, again, you've got a niche, you've got to know your avatar, you've got to know the outcome that the prospect is looking for. You've got to know the transformation that the person is looking for. Yeah. So, sorry, go on. No, well, I was going to say, if we were in a, um, a, a situation where we were meeting someone in a room as opposed to allowing them to self-select when they're reading a website, yeah. what's the difference? Because I know that we're, you know, you said we're going out immediately and we're saying this is what we do. But when you're meeting someone face-to-face, there isn't that opportunity to self-select and press, you know, the escape key or the return key or the next tab key or whatever it is straight away. So how do we initiate that conversation and still keep it classy is the word I'm looking for. So, so if I was in a networking meeting and somebody came up to me and I don't know what that, who that person is or what they do, yeah. and they said, what, what do you do? I would say, I help people make money while they're asleep because then they're going to invite me to talk about that. Yeah. So that, that's a hook that I know for a fact everybody's interested in. Yeah. I help people make money while they're sleeping. Oh, really? How do you do that? That's interesting. You know, what do you, it's like that you're going to get a positive response and you're going to get an invitation into the conversation at that point. So that's the classy bit. We're leading with this is the transformation that we're offering straight off the bat and inviting them into or inviting them to open a conversation. But it, it's inviting them de facto. It's not inviting them by saying, hey, would you like to know more? It's like, hey, yeah, yeah. Hit, you know, you throw it out there and it's like, it's so interesting that they're going to ask you. It's like they're going to invite you to talk about you. It's like, I'm not going to say, hey, Sam, I help people make money while they're sleeping. Do you want to hear about that? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to wait until you invite me to talk about it. Yeah. It's yeah. Permission based at that point. I always want to be permission based. It's like people do not like to be raped. No. Intellectually, spiritually. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't like you to force yourself on them. They don't like your message forced on them, even if they want the outcome. Yes. They don't, they, they like it to be. <laughs> so if I say, Hey, you know, they say, well, Hey, good to meet you. What do you do? Well, I help people, you know, generate income while they're sleeping. Oh, that's interesting. How do you do that? Well, I work with coaches, consultants, online educators, and experts to put systems in place that for every $1 they spend, they get 4 to $5 back like clockwork every day. Yeah. And then just leave it out there. Just let, just, you know, that's a longer statement. Just leave it out there. Don't go, would you like to hit? Like, if they're a coach, consultant, online educator, or expert, they're going to go, really? You're getting 4 to $5 back for every dollar you spend on advertising? Yeah, absolutely. And then they go, well, how do you do that? You just got to reel them in now. I was going to say, at this point, they're leaning in going, tell me more, not standing back going, get away from me, you sleepy That's where you walk away. Yeah. That's where you walk away. Yeah. So you go, hey, look, I'd love to talk to you, but there's 10 other people in this room. I don't want to be rude. So um, here's my card. You know, we want to grab a coffee or do you, you know, let's set up a, a Zoom or let's do, you know, because that's legit, right? It's like, if you're in a bar, go up to a girl and say, hey, I saw you from across the room and, uh. I'm going to be just blatantly open with you. I like the way you look. (laughs) (laughs) If she likes the way you you look, she's going to talk to you. But then immediately you're going to go, okay, so I don't want to be, look, you see those guys over there. They're my friends. Would you be interested in grabbing a coffee at 12 o'clock tomorrow afternoon at somewhere public place? I'm not going to ask for your phone number. I'm not going to ask for your contact details. I'll be there at 12 o'clock. If you're interested, be there. If not, don't. But I'm going to go back to my friends now. It's like, that's a serious prospect if she shows up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like you, you can probably get the girl's phone number, but you're just going to call her fifty thousand times before you realise she's not going to answer it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the the walk away. Look, you know, very important, very important distinction is 
Whoever cares the least about the relationship controls the relationship. Which is my greatest takeaway from what you were saying there. As soon as you're just leaving that hook and walking away, you're leaving it in their hands. If they, if that prospect really wants your product, they will want to get on the phone. They'll be hanging out to get on the phone. I know with a couple of the mentors that I've hired over the, you know, the past few years, and some of them are extremely, extremely extensive. I was waiting for their call, you know, because I, I was so excited to be chatting with them. But probably if they had have been pushy at the time I met them, I don't know that I would have felt the same way. So I really like that distinction. The coaching industry is probably as close to the film industry, the movie industry, the music industry as we can get. It's like there's a handful of coaches that are making millions of dollars and everybody else is losing money or, you know, there's, there's a couple making $100 here, $100 there, charging $50 an hour for training sessions. But yeah. a handful of the coaches make all of the money. It's very similar to the, the entertainment industries like the movie industry and stuff like that. And the reason is the money goes to the experts. Yes, You've got to position yourself as an expert. That's not negotiable. If you're not prepared to do that, then just go get a job. Yeah. yeah. That's the cold, hard truth. Save yourself some time, some money, some harder. You've got to position yourself as an expert. The way people determine if you're an expert is not based on what you say. It's based on the behavior. With your example there of coaches, it's like they behave like, could you get Frank Kern on, on the phone today? Probably not today, but give me a little while and I probably would. <laughs> That's the thing. Even where you know, you're a legit prospect with, with finances and you potentially have the resources to move forward, he's still going to make you wait. Of course. That's expert positioning. An expert would not jump. You know, somebody that gets on the phone with you immediately is not the expert in the industry. Yeah, Experts I don't think I can do pick up the here. phone and talk to Oprah or, to, or talk to Tony Robbins. It's just not going to happen. It's going to take you a while to get to that person. Yes. And, yeah. and that's the thing, like, I'm like, even if you use an automation, like dial in some delay because like people will respond to my messages on LinkedIn and say, yeah, I'm really interested. Let's jump on a call. And I'm like, all right, so early part of next week, does that work for you? Yeah. Uh, you know, whereas like a lot of people, they get so excited. They're like, oh my goodness, I've got a lead. It's like pick up that phone. Hey, you just messaged me on LinkedIn. You want to come? It's like, no, stop, stop. Yes, that, yes. And you've <laughs> got to think about that. If that was you on the other end, you'd be thinking, whoa, do they have anything else to do? Do they have any clients? Yeah. If, they, if they're so ready to get on the phone with me, this person is not very successful. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you, your actions shout louder than words, as they say. It's like if you, you're just demonstrating that you're not very good at what you do. Yeah. People say to me all the time, they're like, oh, you know, you're a hard man to get hold of. I'm like, well, I'm a lead generation expert. I have more leads and I know what to do with it. It's like that, if it was not that way, it would be, it'd be problematic, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've talked about, or we've touched very lightly on expert positioning, which I love that you brought up because I just love expert positioning. We've talked about initiating conversations. We've talked about explaining what you do. And I think with all three of those things that there's so many value bombs in this episode that people can walk away with and have a look at what they're doing or how they're explaining themselves. But I believe that you've got some resources for our listeners today. Sure. So anybody that's... Uh you know, likes what they're hearing, wants to, you know, some more in-depth. I've got a, some free training, some freemium training. <laughs> we all love With- freebies. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll put that out there for you. So I've got the address here. It's get.codybutler.com forward slash Sam. And that's going to be a good introduction to uh, if you're interested in, in any of the stuff that I offer. I've got my philosophy, that, and, and this I would suggest should become everybody's philosophy, is make your free stuff better than everybody else's paid stuff. If your free stuff is better than everybody else's paid stuff, you're going to have a great business. Uh, I'm a great believer in, in the free stuff being very, very good. Yes. And the, the second point 
with your free content, which is, you know, always teach while you're selling, which I'm not selling here. I'm obviously offering free stuff. But one, one philosophy that I have is any piece of content that I put out there and, you know, I, I send a lot of emails. I send, you know, I do a lot of stuff. I make a lot of videos. I do some podcasts and stuff like that. Have, have the opinion that that piece of content is the person's first exposure to you. Yes. And it has to be, you can't approach it like this is the hundredth email on the hundredth day and people have seen all of my other emails. They mm-hmm. probably, people don't care about you. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's probably the biggest takeaway of this whole episode is that yeah. people actually don't care about you as awful as that sounds. And, you know, we don't actually mean that. I mean, you and I care about our clients and our prospects. That's not what we mean, but people need to have their own needs met first. Exactly that, right. And that's what we're talking about here. You know, people ask all the time, you know, how do I create this, the, you know, my lead magnet, my freebies, my products, say, make it valuable. <gasps> how do, how do we do that? Like actually make it valuable. <laughs> well, look, I, I do like, you know, some people would say excessive email marketing, like I'll send an email like most days. Like my philosophy with that is like, if the email leaves the person better than where it found them, if, if it takes them one step closer to their goal, do it. You can't send too many emails. You can't send out too much content. You can't create too much content. If every piece of content moves the person closer to their transformation, if you're just sending out, you know, sales pitch after sales pitch after, yeah, people will get bored of that after two or three emails or two or three podcasts or something. But if every piece of content you create actually progresses the person one step closer and, you know, and I, I would say leave the person better than the place you found them. Hopefully you're better than, you know, like we've been here for like 45 minutes. Where it's like, hopefully like you, you, you're better off than when we started talking. It, it, even if it's just this much, you know, it's like I've done my job and I'm definitely better off having talked to you. So if you do that, then people are going to love your content and they're going to follow you. Yes. Absolutely. The, the, the second it. you start thinking about, you know, how can I help this person? You start thinking about how can I meet my own needs? It's like, it's game over at that point. Yeah. You're done. Yeah, totally. Cody, you have dropped value bomb after value bomb today. I think that anyone Thank that's you. listened to this episode, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's going to be going back and listening to it. It's been absolutely fantastic chatting with you. I'm sure we'll speak again. I, I really um, think we'll that we'll be- So hopefully maybe, you know, we'll, we'll actually meet in person at some point. It's going to happen, definitely. Thanks so much, Cody, for hanging out with me here in the Business Lab today. Bless you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth, and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode, and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.